This is Dr. Ed Hill, the host of This Week in the Word, where we grow in our knowledge of the Word of God and our walk with Christ. I'm glad you're here today for this episode. I'm not sure how you found us. We might be the best kept secret in podcasting, but you are here. And I'm happy to tell you that we are in a series in the book of the Revelation in the Bible, the very last book of the Bible, called Revelation, God Rules. And we come to episode 19, the destruction of commercial Babylon. Now, I'm going to give you a very quick overview of what we looked at in the last episode. And I encourage you to go back to episode 18, if you were not with us, and listen to that so that this makes more sense within context. Now, as I mentioned last week, Revelation 17 ushers in a sequence of six chapters that culminate with the return of Jesus Christ to rule the earth for a thousand years, final judgments, the renovation of the universe, and the joys of eternity with him. And as we go through these last six chapters in the book of the Revelation, we will see two global governments, two global rulers, and I said last week two cities, and we, we will see two cities in this passage, but I want to emphasize that they're presented initially as two women, a whore and a bride. What a stark contrast. Two populations with two very different destinies we will also see. Now, as I mentioned a moment ago, the contrast could not be more different, more stark. And today, as you listen, you are already right now belonging to one of the two sequences, but not both. And you can't be neutral. You can't say, oh, well, you know, I wait and decide. Oh, well, I'm not taking a side. You right now are on one side or the other, and there's no in-between. And after this earthly life, there's no purgatory. These are for all the, all the chips, as they say in poker, which I don't play and have never played. But the idea is this is for all the marbles. This is, the, this is it, and you're in it, and you're on one side or the other. The good news, which I'll explain near the end, is you can switch sides if you realize Man, I'm, I'm on the loose inside. I'm going to show you how you can come over to the correct side, the side of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I do not have time to tell you everything we said last week about Bab-El or Babel, Lucifer's first attempt at global government, global religion, and global commerce. You will have to go back to episode um, 18 and listen to that about Revelation 17 to get all the details. Or, uh, and I encourage you to do that, and you can read Revelation 17, highly recommended over listening to anything I say, all right? You can also go way back on my podcast, I think about three years, something like that, and look for the episode entitled Old World Order Rising. And you'll learn about Nimrod and Semiramis and Lucifer's first attempt at global government through global religion and global commerce. Now, often people who believe in and teach 
Bible prophecy are accused of being conspiracy theorists. In other words, we buy into conspiracy theories. Well, I've noticed lately that what used to be branded as conspiracy theories are turning into daily realities. These things are turning true with breathtaking speed. And you might feel like things are falling apart. Well, they're not falling apart. They're actually falling in place, just as God said they would and predicted they would. And think about it this way. If the stage is being set, then the curtains are about to rise. And that's exactly where I think we are. Now, the main thing you need to know about Babel, or we usually call it Babel, the Tower of Babel in Genesis 11, is it was in the land of Shinar, and it's where Babylon, the city, was eventually built. Same exact place. So, what does Babel or Babel mean? It means the gate of God, where man begins to make himself his own God. And why? because they were not going to be part of a global flood again. The world had just come out of the global flood. And they uh, uttered the phrase, so that this never happens again, which you hear all the time today, every time there's a disaster. And of course, it's going to happen again. You know, not a global flood, but there will be the judgment of God and whatever people are saying, so that this never happens again, because those things do happen again. Isn't that weird? It's almost like a script is being weird. Now, <laughs> Babylon's next attempt at global government, we began to see in Revelation 17, is what we commonly call the tribulation and the Antichrist and his global government. Now, Babylon is definitely a religious system, but it appears, as we will uh, see, that it will be a city. That seems to be the idea that a city called Babylon will be rebuilt. And I believe if that's correct, it's going to be built literally where Babylon was the first time and Babel was the first time. Now, remember, if you're one of those that say, well, uh, that's all been done. Babylon's been judged. Well, you have to read the prophet Isaiah and the prophet Jeremiah, and it does not appear that the judgment on Babylon has been completely or literally fulfilled. And you need to remember that prophecy is literally fulfilled. And I don't have time to explain that. You're just going to have to trust me on that or go back and listen to all the episodes prior to this. So, Babel was the origin of godless religion, that is, without the true God, because they didn't want the true God involved in their religion. And it is the origin of government without God, godless government. Now, I'm going to reread Revelation 17, 1 through 18, and we're going to see the first woman, which, as we will see, is a city, Babylon. And the first woman is presented as a whore. This is all false religion, which spread out from the Tower of Babel when God judged them by confusing their languages. They took this false religion all over the earth, and it has many different expressions. 
you know, many different types of religions, but it's all ultimately a God-less religion in terms of the true God where man tries to earn his way to heaven, which is a doomed effort, I might point out. Anyway, let's read in Revelation 17. So keep this in mind. Babylon is a religious system. Yes, it is. And Babylon appears to be a future city as the headquarters of a one world religion, which will, that, that the Antichrist will use to help achieve his ascent to power, his ascension to power. And then when he's done with her, he destroys her. And we'll, we'll see that as we read through this. So let's, let's do Revelation 17 again, and then we're going to go right into Revelation 18. Revelation 17, starting in verse 1, And there came one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials, and talked with me, saying unto me, Come hither, and I will show unto thee the judgment of the great whore that sitteth upon many waters, with whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication, and the inhabitants of the earth have been made drunk with the wine of her fornication. So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness, and I saw a woman sitting upon a scarlet-colored beast, full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. And the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, having a golden cup in her hand full of abominations and filthiness of her fornication. And upon her forehead was a name written, Mystery, Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. And I saw the woman drunken with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her, I wondered with great admiration. And the angel said unto me, Wherefore didst thou marvel? I will tell thee the mystery of the woman and of the beast that carrieth her, which hath seven heads and ten horns. The beast that thou sawest was and is not, and shall ascend out of the bottomless pit, and go into perdition. And they that dwell on the earth shall wonder whose names were not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world when they behold the beast that was and is not, and yet is. And here is the mind which hath wisdom. The seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman sitteth. And there are seven kings, five are fallen, and one is, and the other is not yet come. And when he cometh, he must continue a short space. And the beast that was and is not, even he is the eighth, and is of the seven, and goeth into perdition. And the ten horns which thou sawest are ten kings, which have received no kingdom as yet, but received power as kings one hour with the beast. These have one mind, and shall give their power and strength unto the beast. 
These shall make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb shall overcome them, for he is Lord of lords and King of kings. And they that are with him are called and chosen and faithful. And he saith unto me, The waters which thou sawest, where the whore sitteth, are peoples and multitudes and nations and tongues. And the ten horns which thou sawest upon the beast, these shall hate the whore and shall make her desolate and naked and shall eat her flesh and burn her with fire. For God hath put in their hearts to fulfill his will and to agree and give their kingdom unto the beast until the words of God shall be fulfilled. And the woman which thou sawest is that great city which reigneth over the kings of the earth. Now let's go to Revelation 18, and we're going to read the entire chapter today, and I will make comments as I go. Now, this is our episode really for today. All right, Revelation 18, verse 1. And after these things, I saw another angel come down from heaven, having great power, and the earth was lightened with his glory. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, and is become the habitation of devils and the hold of every foul spirit and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. For all nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication, and the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her, and the merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies. Now, let me remind you of something. Often in our way of thinking about things, we think incorrectly that you have your religious life, you know, your spiritual life, you have your commercial or financial life, you have your family life and recreational life and so on, where we, we tend to think that our life is uh, broken up, compartmentalized into sections which have nothing to do with one another. By the way, let me say this. If you would say that you are a Christian, but your beliefs have no effect on how you do your work or live in your family or treat your neighbors and so on, you have problems. Because if you truly know the Lord Jesus Christ in a, in a great and wonderful way, he and his truth, your faith bleeds into every area of your life. It's like a drop of oil dropped on a, let's say olive oil dropped on a paper towel. It hits that towel. Yeah, it hits it in one place, but it spreads throughout that paper towel. That's the way our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ should operate. Now, if you have your life all divided up, you need to get that fixed fast. He's Lord, period not just Lord at church. Also, it could 
be an indication that you don't know him at all. So I can't sort that out for you. I probably do not even know you. I don't know most of the people who listen to this, but you need to ask the Lord to show you the truth before it's too late. Now, we know from the Bible, there's the verse, part of the verse says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. We also know from the Bible that we are in the world, but not of the world. We have to have food and clothing and something to drink to live, right? And the Lord understands this, but listen to, do you know what the number one priority is? It's right from the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. Matthew 6, 31 to verse 33. This is Jesus Christ telling you what's the most important thing in life. Therefore, take no thought. That is, we're not to be worried about all of this. Take no thought saying, what should we eat? Or what should we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. That is, he was speaking to Jewish people at this point, And he says, hey, that's what the people out there who don't know God, that's what they do. For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. So it isn't that God thinks that we don't need food to eat, clothes to wear, and something to drink. He knows we need it. But listen to verse 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. That's the solution. We don't we should not worship our jobs or our bank account and the pursuit of things. We should make priority one God and his kingdom, his righteousness. And then these other things will be taken care of. So live your spiritual life and God will handle the physical life. Okay, that's an important thing to remember. Now, we're going to see as, as we read further in Revelation 18 that this is, Babylon is just one thing, okay? You, you say, well, is it spiritual or is it, you know, is it religious or is it commercial? Yes, it is. <laughs> it's both. It's like two sides of the same coin. And if it's going to be a city, apparently it will all be combined in one city if it's a literal city that's rebuilt. And by the way, don't say, well, that couldn't happen. Hey, Israel couldn't be reborn, and it's a country today, right? You see what we're saying here? With God, nothing's impossible. And if God says, and if this means there will be a literal Babylon rebuilt that becomes the headquarters of this false one world religion and the false economic system that is involved with that, if that's what it means, it's gonna happen. It's not impossible. All right, now, let's go to verse four. And this ties in with what I just said about seeking physical things 
versus making spiritual a spiritual life priority one. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, for that ye be not partakers of her sins, and that ye receive not of her plagues. So God calls us to have a separated life. Even though we're in this world, we're not of this world. We march to a different drummer the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? You know, we have to have jobs. We have to be around people that don't know the Lord, and we should try to share Jesus with them, but most of them will never come to him. But, you know, our priority is God, and God will take care of the physical things. So verse 5 says, For her sins have reached unto heaven, and God hath remembered her iniquities. Reward her even as she rewarded you and double unto her double according to her works. In the cup which she hath filled, fill to her double. To put it in down-home terms, payback is coming to religious Babylon and commercial Babylon. Verse 7, how much she hath glorified herself and lived deliciously, so much torment and sorrow give her. For she has said in, or for she saith in her heart, I sit a queen and am no widow, and shall see no sorrow. Therefore shall her plagues come in one day death and mourning and famine, and she shall be utterly burned with fire, for strong is the Lord God who judgeth her. And the kings of the earth who have committed fornication and live deliciously with her shall bewail her and lament for her when they shall see the smoke of her burning standing afar off for the fear of her torment, saying, Alas, alas, that great city, Babylon, that mighty city, for in one hour is thy judgment come. And the merchants of the earth. So we just seen like the political class with the kings, and now we see the, uh, the people involved in the business life of the world. And the merchants of the earth shall weep and mourn over her, for no man buyeth their merchandise any more. The merchandise of gold and silver and precious stones and of pearls and fine linen and purple and silk and scarlet and all thyine wood and all manner vessels of ivory and all manner vessels of most precious wood and of brass and iron and marble and cinnamon and odors and ointments and frankincense, and wine, and oil, and fine flour, and wheat, and beasts, and sheep, and horses, and chariots, and watch this, and slaves, and souls of men, and the fruits that thy soul lusted after are departed from thee, and all things which were dainty and goodly are departed from thee and thou shalt find them no more 
at all. You know, that list of items and everyday items as well as luxury items, spices and articles and objects and so on, just it reads like uh, going on Amazon. God's going to judge all this because it is against God. This commercial Babylon has religious Babylon completely intertwined. And I don't know if you noticed, but the, but the kings, the politicians, and the merchants, everybody's all interconnected in this. Think about that in the digital age in which we live. Verse 15, the merchants of these things, which were made rich by her, shall stand afar off for the fear of her torment, weeping and wailing and saying, Alas, alas, that great, what? City. <laughs> alas, alas, that great city that was clothed in fine linen and purple and scarlet and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls. For in one hour so great riches is come to naught. And every shipmaster and all the company in ships and sailors and as many as trade by sea stood afar off and cried when they saw the smoke of her burning, saying, What city is like unto this great city? And they cast dust on their heads and cried, weeping and wailing, saying, Alas, alas! that great city wherein were made rich all that had ships in the sea by reason of her costliness. For in one hour is she made desolate. Now let's stop right there. Wow. Go back to verse 16. And here is talking about Babylon the city but it's interesting that with, um, with one addition of fine linen in this verse in Revelation 18, 16, only with the addition of fine linen in this verse, it exactly is the same description of the whore, the religious Babylon, the false religions of the world that first originated from Babel, from the Tower of Babel. In Revelation 17:4, read 17:4 and read uh, Revelation 18:16, and the only difference is Revelation 18:16 says uh, that she is clothed in fine linen. Otherwise, it's all the same. Verse 16 says, "It's saying, Alas, alas, that great city that was clothed in fine linen, and then the rest is exactly the same." and purple and scarlet and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls. So we see that, that religious Babylon and commercial Babylon, uh, I think a, a good way to put it is this two sides of the same coin. And it could all be headquartered one day in a literal city. Do you notice how many times the word city was used? And it's that way in Greek. It's not just in the translation. 
appears that Babylon will be rebuilt. I mean, if we take this, there's no reason to take it, you don't have to automatically take it symbolically, and there's no reason not to consider it literally. And is it possible? Sure it is in this day and age to instantly build some uh, build some fabulous city that will wow the world and all the uh, all the important people who are anybody want to be there, you know, and all that stuff. Another thing I noticed as we read through that is uh, they're all standing afar off. <laughs> wow, this is amazing. Why why are they afraid to be near the city? All of them. Did you notice that? Did that strike you? And and the instantaneous judgment that is dropped on Babylon? Now, I don't know, uh, sitting here right this moment, I don't know if that's where uh, the beast and the ten kings who give him power destroy Babylon themselves, and probably, if that's the case, it would be because the beast is going to or has gone by this time, maybe, into the temple in Jerusalem, the literal city of Jerusalem, and proclaimed himself God and required the entire world to worship him. Forget that one word religion thing. I'm your religion now is basically what he's going to say and enforce that commercially through the system of the beast, the mark of the beast and all of that. I mean, is it starting to come together for you? Like, this is really creepy. It's all creepy. And God's given us the roadmap. Now, you can think of it like we used to think of it as a kid. It's like the secret decoder ring. And when we are given the book of Daniel and the book of the Revelation, and we study them and we watch the trends in the world, People, get ready. That's all I got to say. I don't know when all of this is going to happen. I know the World Economic Forum has a target date of being firmly in control. Translate that as a firm grip on your throat by the year 2030. But they said, we'd love to do it even sooner if we could. And I think, wow, well, you, you fill in the blanks. You figure it out. You smart. You can figure this out. And if you can't, ask God. He'll open your eyes. Man. Now, look at verse 21. Let's see how this is described spiritually. What happens to Babylon? Now, I'll play the other side of this a minute. Let's just say this was all spiritual and symbolic. There's still going to be a judgment on the false religions of the world and the, the commercial system in the world that will kill its own grandmother to get another dollar, all right? That's how this world operates. And if you don't know that yet, uh, open your eyes, and the Lord will open them for you if you ask him. All right, verse 20. And, and so we see Babylon judged, right? And all of the earth dwellers that is that Greek phrase we've seen over and over in the book of the Revelation. Those who live down upon the earth. That is, I mean, they are, they are granular about their life in this world. Uh, 
and I'm not against buying something new, and I, I don't mean that. And I'm not trying to make you feel guilty if you're buying something new. But I'm talking about the idea that I've always got to have a new car. I've always got to have the best. I have a perfectly wonderful home compared to anything else anybody else has in the world, but it's not good enough. I've got to have a new one this year, and I'll have to have a new one after that three years later. And just this, this drive and this this lust and this thirst and this passion for more and more and more and more and more things, all the while forgetting God. And I want you to know if you're listening to me today, that every single person listening, and me included, if the Lord Jesus Christ does not rapture the church first, all of us will die, and we will all account for our life to the Lord. And if we die without Jesus, there is no hope. And that purgatory thing that somebody lied to you about, that was only invented, uh, I forget the year, but it's something like in the 1800s or something. It's not true. There's nothing like that in the Bible. In fact, Jesus said there's only two choices, heaven and hell. That's it. He should know. I mean, he overcame death. But if you are the kind of person, I mean, you have no upward look there's no rule of the Lord Jesus Christ in your life. And all you can see is what you can get in this world. And you will, you will get anybody who tries to get what you're trying to get. You know what I mean? I mean, if, if you think this is it and there's no more, oh man, you need to wake up. There's, even if you live this, leave this life without Jesus as your Savior, uh, trust me, there's more. There's heaven or hell. And if you don't have him as your Savior and Lord in this life, you will not be going to heaven. Isn't it wonderful that God's warning you about this right now and that you could move from Satan's side, which we're all born on, but we can choose the gospel offered to us through Jesus Christ that if we say, I don't want to be on this losing side, I want Jesus as my Savior and Lord, I'm willing to lose everything on earth in order to go to heaven, you can make that switch by calling on the Lord Jesus Christ. You can repent of sin and cast yourself helplessly and hopelessly on Him as your Savior, and He will save you. You will be born again into His his life, and from that moment forward, even on this earth, your eternal life begins. Now, let me show you the contrast. The world is, uh, and by the way, we don't know what happens to Babylon, but it appears to be instant, and it's something that no one wants to get near if we take it literally. I mean, the thing that comes to our mind would obviously be either some I, I mean, the only thing I can think of is something like a nuclear weapon. Uh, but, you know, it's, mankind could have been something after that that's worse. <laughs> so it, it could be something we can't even imagine uh, today on May 28, 2023. Now, verse 20. The world is all bent out of shape and just 
destroyed when Babylon's destroyed. Heaven throws a party. What? Absolutely. Verse 20. Rejoice over her, thou heaven, and ye holy apostles and prophets, for God hath avenged you on her. <laughs> and a mighty angel took up a stone like a great millstone and cast it into the sea, saying, Thus with violence shall that great city Babylon be thrown down and shall be found no more at all. And the voice of harpers and musicians and of pipers and trumpeters shall be heard no more at all in thee. And no craftsman of whatsoever craft he be shall be found any more in thee. And the sound of a millstone shall be heard no more at all in thee. And the light of a candle shall shine no more at all in thee. And the voice of the bridegroom and of the bride shall be heard no more at all in thee. For thy merchants were the great men of the earth. For by thy sorceries were all nations deceived. And listen to verse 24. And in her was found the blood of prophets and of saints and of all that were slain upon the earth. And that's why God judges Babylon. As I said, if you are realizing that you are on the wrong side, that you are right now against Jesus, I want you to know that you're also, if that's who you are, you are without hope unless there's a way of escape today to Jesus's side. And there is. That's the good news. That's what gospel means. The good news. You can be saved Write this phone number down and call it, and a counselor will help you come to faith in Jesus. 888-388-2683. 888-388-2683. Or go to the website of the church where I worship. Bellevue.org forward slash Jesus. So that's spelled B E L L E. V-U-E dot O-R-G forward slash J-E-S-U-S Bellevue.org forward slash Jesus. Well, listen, if the Lord doesn't come first, which he could in the rapture of the church, and if Satan, the deep state, or the World Economic Forum don't double tap me, then I'll be back next week with episode... 20, I believe it is. Yes, episode 20 of Revelation, God Rules. And you know where we're going to be? We're going to be in Revelation 19, the battle of Armageddon and the return of the Lord Jesus Christ to rule this world. I hope you'll like this episode. Follow the podcast and share it with someone right now from where you're listening. 
Thank you. Maybe I'll be back next week, but if the rapture happens or I die first, <laughs> you're on your own. Bye-bye.